Okay, and New Jersey State climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson is back with us here, fresh off of his trip to Mexico. Look at the tan you got. Hardly, hardly, but it was it was warmer than New Jersey. Yes, uh, definitely warmer in New Jersey. Although New Jersey was in the fifties for our last week of December, so you know could have been could have been worse. Could have been worse for sure. Um, and uh, we're back with you so soon. We just chatted before the. Christmas holiday with our top 10 weather events of 2023 here. Uh, we're back with you to recap the month of December. And I would say if I had to redo my top 10 list, I probably would have added how wet December as a whole was because be between the time we did the top 10 list and now there was another rainmaker um, on the 27th of December here. But I want to turn it over to you because I did chat with our assistant state climatologist, Matt Gerbish, about this plenty. Uh, we're either number one or number two for what is December's on record. I don't have the final numbers. You, I'm assuming, do. Tell us what we know so far. Well, we don't have final numbers yet. But okay. It is without question the wettest December on record. It's not close. The okay. record was 7.86 inches back in 1996. Mind you, the average is about 4.4. So. That was almost three and a half inches above normal. We think this is going to come in this past December, eight and a half, maybe a little over eight and a half. Wow. So about double the average, but well more than a half an inch over the previous record. So we are very confident that this is the number one uh, December for, as we call it, the deluges. You know, it was my number six on our top 10. Yes. based primarily on the big storm mid-month. But then we added that last storm, and there was one earlier that gave a couple inches. Um, and now number six became just the deluge of December with multiple episodes, uh, rather than just focusing on the one, which was the major one. Remember, that was the one where the Passaic Basin and the Raritan Basin main stem, main stream gauges, both hit the ninth highest levels on record um, going back a, a century. So that was the real notable one. But I tell you, it was the month that kept giving when it came to precipitation. Yeah, and let me ask you, like, you know, we're going to break this record by half inch, a little bit over that. How impressive is that in the grand scheme of things? It's pretty impressive. You know, precipitation's bounded by zero on the low end so if your <laughs> yeah, average is four you can't be more than four below normal but when your average is four you could have 12 and you could be three times uh the norm and we've had more impressive extremes uh back with irene um back in 2011 um that was an extreme that just shattered the previous um august record because there had been other rains earlier in the month so it's pr pretty unusual uh pretty unusual but not unprecedented got it okay yeah good to know it you know I, i'm thinking irene right i mean that's a tropical system we didn't have anything yeah. tropical though that first storm had some 
characteristics of tropical wind there, but it wasn't, of course. Um, but we did set the record. All right, good to know about that. Thank you for setting the record on the record. We will uh, we'll headline that. So you can if you're listening to this on pressofac.com, you'll see the headline probably says something like record wet December. Um, but, but let's get uh, let good. me let me go one last thing. Remember, that's for New Jersey. The driest part of the state in December was hugging the coast, ocean side of the Garden State Parkway. So it was not record setting uh, in the Atlanta, immediate Atlantic City area and even down towards Cape May and uh, up into Ocean and Monmouth County. Mm -hmm. So have to remember, it was kind of record wet west of the parkway. Yeah, and I remember Hamilton had, uh, you know, that one storm, we'll get into this, over five inches of rain. Just the numbers um, that we had for the month, Atlantic City Marina, 5.37 inches of precipitation. The average um, I'm pulling up is 4.17. And then over at the airport, 6.65 inches of rain uh, with an average of 4.47. So the difference was uh, greater between the actual amount and the average as you did go inland from the marina to the airport here. Um, let's get into some of the, the specific events um, with this. We'll talk about two of the three. I think the two that really stuck out to me was the 17th, 18th, and then what happened the week before that, the 10th to the 11th here. Let's start with the 17th to 18th, because that was, I think, the big one for the month here. Um, there was a sh good stretch of, I, I want to call it like the spine of New Jersey. I don't know what you want to call it, but like from Cumberland County on up into Hamilton, even getting into places like Jackson, over four inches of rain and some places saw over five with this that two-day you know amount that we saw was impressive um i'll turn it over to you go, go the floor is yours yeah. and, and and that went right up into the highlands which overall was the wettest uh location but coming in second was the area around hamilton the lower pinelands western atlantic county so it really was a spine uh, event <laughs> less further to the east um, and less, but not significantly less further sure. to, to the West. So, um, and that was rather well forecast, I might say. Thank you. By meteorologists. We try. Um, really, really nailed that storm. And, and that was, that was impressive when you had the concerns of flooding, uh, and such. Yeah. So everything is local in a sense, but I call those stem to stern storms in Jersey, uh, we think that storm, we we have a list of top 50 storms that we're still fixing up and whatever. And we looked and took a, a quick gander at that. We think it was probably just over the 50th largest rain event in the last century plus in New Jersey. Um, and then we said, well, how about during the cold season, um, December, January, February and such, and we found a couple of events, one December event, I can't remember the year, that was just into the 40s, number ranked 40, and another one there. So we think it might have come in maybe the third largest cold season precipitation event for New Jersey. And I think it's worth talking about that just for a second. Um, what's unusual about it is how difficult it is to get that much moisture in the atmosphere. Um, from a colder ocean and a colder atmosphere to hold that moisture when you get into the, to the, uh, into the winter. You know, people say, oh, that five inches, that would have been 50 inches of snow with a 10 to 1 ratio. You just don't get that much moisture in the atmosphere uh, in, in the winter. Right. So 
that makes a, a four or five inch rain event in December. I'm just shooting from the hip here. Yeah, I mean, like seven or eight inch or nine inch rain event in, in August wow. um, in terms of how impressive it is. And it even correlates more with flooding as well. It's easier to flood with four or five inches of rain, especially when there was a rain event just days before. It. Yeah. Um, in in the cool season, because the plants aren't using the moisture, the ground's not drier from higher levels of evaporation and such. So a three to five inch rain event is going to give you more flooding in the cool season than you would find in the summer. So impressive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about this a little more in detail in the sense that it was a cutoff low pressure system. So it's a storm that's removed from the general flow of the atmosphere. Hurricane hunters flew in to collect data, which is it's not rare. It, I mean, it's not unusual. I should say it happens sometimes during the winter, but that's only for bigger storms. It did have some tropical ish characteristics and underwent bombogenesis, which means the air pressure dropped. 24 millibars in less than 24 hours. But man, I mean, that rain was was crazy, especially if you were inland here. We broke daily rainfall records at Atlantic City International Airport, at Atlantic City Marina. They were near double the previous records. And hey, I mean, not to mention too, we had strong winds. We had winds up to 62, I believe, was the top um, uh, notch with that in Brigantine. Um, I'll confirm that as we keep talking. But um, we had... Coastal flooding with this as well. Most places were minor, but Ocean County did get up to moderate flood stage. That's when you start to get some property damage. That's at least becomes a concern when you get up to that level. And then the waves were incredible as well with that. In fact, we ju I just spoke with my uh, my other weather dad, guest co-host sometimes, Jim Everwine, and he was talking to me about one of the buoys. I don't know if you know this. Did you know one of the buoys got dislodged off the coast of Long Island and is now just drifting south? No, I did. I did not hear about that. Yeah. But, yeah. The no. buoy just the waves were so high. It snapped off the buoy from this long chain and, you know, the cement that's on the ocean floor. And now it's drifting, you know, south uh, through kind of New Jersey waters. But uh, an extremely, uh, you know, you know, powerful storm when it came to the waves with that. So it didn't really bring everything except for snow itself. Yeah. As we were saying uh, when we did the top 10. Um, that's the one headache it did not provide to meteorologists. Um, every other thing was, was a problem, uh, but that was such an impressive storm. And uh, of our weather network, 28 of our stations gusted to 48 mile, 40 miles an hour or higher. Uh, we may have not had any that kind of number, that kind of percentage of our 60 some odd stations, some of which are very protected from the wind in forested areas. So they wouldn't get that high maybe we haven't had that number and I didn't check um, going back to Sandy even. I mean, that was an impressive huh. windstorm. It was impressive along the coast. Fortunately, it didn't, it was cut off, but it moved along. It didn't get stuck like Ophelia back in late September. Um, it didn't get stuck and it didn't get so large that it had the large fetch of a sandy that led to the coastal flooding but it, it had it had a lot of pieces to it that made it the most impressive storm of the year yeah and brigantine 62 miles an hour that was the highest um in the state here 
Um, let's go back a week though, because before that one, the week before, that was uh, that was no slouch either. Millville broke the daily, or excuse me, broke the one day December rainfall record with this storm. It was, if you look at the precipitation map, at least in South Jersey, it was pretty similar to the 17th, 18th. That Vineland, Millville, Hamilton corridor saw the highest rainfall totals from this, a little bit less as you went further to the east and further to the west. And that saw its share of some strong winds as well, um, just not as powerful. But that also put us really high in the rain gauge when it came to adding up these December totals. Right. And that's that was, again, it was kind of a spine storm. Yeah. A little more of a northeasterly trend to it. Uh, but if you get above 195 or maybe even, yeah, maybe it's 195. That storm was exceeded in some respects by a storm on the 27th and into the 28th. Yeah. Um, where both those storms, there was widespread one to three inch totals. But the south and all the reason you haven't mentioned it didn't get it as much but that last storm during the holiday week brought the raritan and passaic basins up to minor flood stage just in a couple cases at the borderline of moderate flood stage so and you might say why didn't the first one um well first of all the first one was the ground was somewhat less saturated at right. the time and and it it's just the location of the heaviest rain and all there's a lot of parameters here but it, wet wet and wetter yeah what a month yes what a month something we'll uh we'll talk about for a while here and you know again snow lovers out there i understand it's rough to see all this precipitation go by and just not a flake of snow with this but you know we are recording this on january 2nd um, some of you might be happy after this weekend. Uh, we'll reconvene maybe in our February, in February when we recap the month of January and we talk about what happened. But uh, yeah, definitely well, wet. Three storms. Yeah, good. I can add though that storm on the tenth into the eleventh put five point one inches of snow up at High Point Monument. There you go. Three point five at the Ranger Station, three hundred feet lower. And once you got down to about a thousand feet. It was just, you know, a little slushy accumulation. But if you were up well over a thousand feet, you actually had plowable snow um, from that event. And then it turned over to rain. We need a mountain here in South Jersey. You know, we need like a thousand, just a thousand foot, just popping up out of the ground somewhere. We'll see what we can do. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to take a break. We'll uh, talk about temperatures and we'll talk about more on the other side of this something in the air podcast. The press of Atlantic City is such a unique place for weather, and it's not just because I'm working here. Let me tell you why. We're the only place in the state with a degreed meteorologist, and that means we're writing weather stories, climate stories, environmental stories you're not going to get anywhere else in New Jersey. Plus, with a meteorologist like me, you're able to get forecast videos twice a day from our state-of-the-art IBM Max graphics system, a weather column each day, of course, these podcasts, and Plenty of social media postings I'm sure many of you had seen. So if you're interested in more weather, we have our free daily weather newsletter for you at 
pressofac.com slash newsletters. It comes out every morning in your inbox around 7 a.m. And if you want it all, you can subscribe to the Press of Atlantic City at pressofac.com slash subscribe. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with the Something in the Air podcast, December wrap-up edition. We just talked about how wet it was this past December. We're going to move on to how warm it was as well. Wet and warm, you know, they usually go hand in hand. Um, But we did have a number of warm days, especially that last week of the year. Um, It did feel quite mild. And, you know, in a way, Dr. Robinson, it kind of reminded me of the opposite of last year, Right, we had this record cold Christmas Eve, and then it got warmer each day as we went towards New Year's. This one, uh, it wasn't record warm, but it was on the milder side. And then as we got into New Year's weekend itself, that's when it started to get cooler. So it's kind of like the, the junior version of last year here. But when you add these totals all up, you know, and I see a number of 50s, you know, looking at the numbers over the past month. Low temperatures, even in the 50s on a couple of nights. Just tell me where we stand um, across the area. Yeah, it was mild. It looks like the state, we don't have final numbers yet, fourth or fifth warmest um, December on record. Again, going back to 1895, um, we know at the uh, at the airport, it was the seventh warmest on record those records only go back to 58 1.4 degrees above normal at the marina it was 2.2 degrees above normal and when you look back there um to 1874 it was the third warmest um december um i thought it was what was really interesting people may remember it was kind of cool in in november yeah especially inland there were 16 nights at the airport in november when the temperature hit freezing or lower, 16 days, some might have been late evening, 16 days in December as well. <laughs> Same number. <laughs> At the marina, remember, it took till later in the month to get to freezing for the first time. Yeah. And there were three nights that got below freezing. December, four that got below freezing. And, and the last week of December, most of the state never got below freezing. Up in the highlands, the airport, I think, on the 31st got to freezing. But it's just remarkable. It just didn't want to get below freezing. No, no. And it's just, you know, things we keep seeing more of, right, especially at the edges of the of the season, of the edges of the winter, just not cooling down as quickly and not warming up, you know, or, or you know, warming up a little bit earlier sometimes here. So yeah. it's, it's nothing unusual Let's put it that way. Um, I did want to just talk about, because I'm going through the numbers again as I'm chatting with you. So at the marina, this is actually pretty interesting. On the 9th and 10th, the low temperatures were at or above 50 degrees. That's just, that's pretty incredible. Well, that's holding the, the ocean held its warmth. Yeah. It's the fact we didn't get a freeze there until late November. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, and some of these things you can say, are not unprecedented. We can find evidence of them 50, 75 years ago. It's the fact that they're happening more often these days. There have always been weather and climate extremes, and there always will be. But it's that we look at probabilities, which I know people love what we call deterministic. Give me a number. Well, you know, we in the weather and climate business like to give you probabilities. And things are just on the warm side, becoming more probable 
And on the cold side, they can still exist, but they're becoming less common. Um, and that's the way our climate system's evolving. And that's what you meteorologists have to factor in as well. The type of storms that came 50 years ago are different than the ones you would expect today. Yeah. And, you know, also to our average temperatures keep increasing. So, for example, Atlantic City Marina is 4.2 degrees above the 1991 to 2020 climate average. If it was the 1961 to 1990 climate average, we would be even more above average for that. Sometimes I feel like that these above or below average numbers get lost because we're only looking at the past 30 years instead of the full period of record. Uh, we can go in that another conversation, but I do feel yeah. like it is important to talk about that full period of record sometimes as well. Yeah, well, if we talk about climate change another time, uh, there are some people have picked a fixed period. 50, 51 to 80, and they just stay with that. And they say, well, that's before anthropogenic impacts, human impacts really started appearing above the noise of the natural climate system. And they'll just stick with that one period. But the weather service decides to every decade switch their 30 year mean because that's when people are living. That's when they're the horticultural community, the agricultural community, uh, even the uh, energy communities are basing things on the last 30 years. 60, 80, 100 years ago is too far back to, to, for, to be of concern. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, let's just look overall at the year as a whole quickly as we wrap this up. Um, where did we end up precipitation-wise? Temperature-wise, I already know where we ended up snow-wise for 2020. <laughs> uh, not very too. high on the list. Yeah, didn't have to count too much with that no. one. Um, we ended up, it was very interesting, at the airport, ended the year with 44.32 inches of rain, which is 1.64 below uh, average. But when you got coast to the coast, and we've talked about this with December, um, the marina only had 36.83 inches uh, of rain. That's 6.79 inches below normal. Um, still only ranks as the 47th driest of the last 150 years, um, but below normal. And, and I have to look at this a little closer. I believe that's the driest location of, with station records, mm. either Weather Service or Kokoraz, uh, the driest for the entire state. Um, the state as a whole, we haven't really come up with firm numbers yet. It's going to be a little above normal, um, but not exceedingly so. There are some parts of the state, though, in the northwest part of the state, Newton up in Sussex County had 72.15 inches of rain and some melted snow for the year. And compare that um, to the 36.83 we would mention at the marina and in Ocean City, 39.66. So there was a 30-inch difference yeah. in extreme rainfall between the northwestern quadrant of the state and the southeast quadrant of the state this year. Um, so, you know, we're a small state. But I just read this morning that down in Florida, Fort Lauderdale had well over 100 inches of rain last year, 112 inches or so. Yeah. And it was far their wettest year on record. You go to the West Coast, over to Naples, the southern coast, they were in the 30-something inch range. And that was their driest year on oh my record. Gosh. 
and it's not as if we're looking at you know or graphic effects and whatever no. might come. they're they're i don't know 100 miles apart or, or something Some, like that like they can't be too far yeah, not just dry and wet but the driest and the wettest uh just remarkable variations we get in precipitation sometimes yeah. usually we see it on a monthly basis or on a storm that we right. talk about so often but even annually here in new jersey this year you know, we know oh, we know there was a hundred fifteen degree day difference in the growing season. Yeah, but we also had a thirty inch difference in precipitation from one part of the state to another. Listen, it's not just a Taylor Ham pork roll thing. More than just that, in New Jersey, the divisions draw are drawn against everything, even the weather. Let me throw this out to you because I was just thinking about this as you said it. Do you think La Nina had something to do with that? And the fact that a number of our storm tracks were inland. And usually if you're on that southeastern side of the storm, you're not always as wet as you are closer to that low. I think La Nina more explains why we had less snow last winter. Okay. Yeah. Because we were on, we were all on the warm side of the storms for the most part. Um, and while we're on that topic, El Nino is rearing its head with these coastal storms that we're getting and that as we sit here in early January are projected to come in, in double or triple <laughs> groupings yeah. in a week or 10 days. Yeah. Um, that's a more of a classic um, El Nino pattern. And that can bring a lot of warmth in as well. But on occasion, you can tap cold air the same time you get that moisture up here. And we can pop occasional big snowstorm during an El Nino winter, or we can go snowless during an El Nino winter. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this feast or famine, but you know, that's a great question that the lows were up through the Great Lakes um, last winter, for instance, but I, I really don't think that explains it. It's just random. It's random. And we didn't have a tropical storm deliver moisture right to the coast. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's somewhat random. Look at the northern coast with Ophelia. Um, when New York City got flooded out with the return of Ophelia there late in 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 uh, September, and New York was talking about six, eight inches of rain, one of our stations up on the Jersey Monmouth County coast had 10 inches of rain Yeah, yeah. out of that event. Um, but down the coast, not. So it's it's a tough one. You know, over time, things sort of average out in an area as small as New Jersey, but there's always differences. We know the northern area of the state because the lifting of the hills there is climatologically wetter up in the highlands than down along the southeast coast, which is climatologically the driest part of the state. Now, with the latest 30-year means compared to the previous 30 years, the south caught up a little bit with precip. But still, the the highlands, because of those orographic effects, are wetter climatologically. And this year, it was the highlands, but it was also up to the northwest a little bit more in Warren and Sussex as well. Hmm. Right. Good insight into the precipitation over the past year. Um, that's all I have uh, for this month. Do you want to... Uh cap off with anything what else is new at the uh, office of the new jersey state climatologist what are we looking forward to in 2024 we're looking forward to a couple more stations coming into play uh we're working on a couple to be to be announced as they come along um we're we're hopeful 
that we continue to gather more Kokoraz observers. And thanks to the article that you put out uh, a week ago, we've signed up six new Kokoraz observers from yep. South Jersey. Yes. And many thanks to that. And to anyone listening in who is a Kokoraz observer, you have no idea how appreciative we are of your contributions. Um, the numbers we squeal about quite often are not just weather service, long-term numbers. They're in the short term um, as well. And those are from our Kokoraz um, collaborators, if you will. Yeah. So that's what we're looking forward to. Some more Kokoraz observers, a few more weather stations, um, some interesting weather events. Yes. Maybe some and, snow ones. Uh, and yeah, I selfishly a snow lover. I wouldn't mind getting the cross country skis out of the bag that it's in the garage right now. Right. Well, you know, you went to Mexico for uh, your vacation. Next one, you got to go to Canada, maybe do some cross country skiing. Well, last year it was the Arctic Circle in Finland over the right. holidays where I did do some cross country skiing and we snowmobiled. So right. I don't know. We'll have to figure out next, next uh, holiday season. We've got, we've got to go cold again. Right. Greenland. How about Greenland? Uh, in December, no. Right. <laughs> Lake Placid, we've done over the break, but That's there, not bad. there wasn't much snow up there this uh, holiday yeah. season. So yeah. we, we just ran some numbers. You know, I'm a snow guy. We yes. run a global Rutgers Global Snow Lab. Snow Lab. Sure. Our, our December snow numbers, Canada, it was the least amount of snow cover, not snowfall, but the ground snow covered, least in a 58 year satellite record we have. Ooh. You can blame Alberta on that. There's not much snow in Alberta, even up to Edmonton. And for North America and the lower 48 states, both ranked third lowest snow cover extent for the month of December, going back 58 years. Over on the Eurasian continent, it was about average, a little bit above average, actually, thanks to some snow cover in northern China. Um, and for a period of time in Europe. So, um, you know, if I don't bore you with New Jersey numbers, folks, come to me for snow numbers and we can talk about the extent of snow cover globally. Well, as you said, there's always uh, something to talk about. We got 30 minutes in this space and we always manage to fill it in one way, shape or form. So we're going to wrap it up for this month's edition of the Something in the Air podcast. You can go to njweather.org for New Jersey's uh, weather station networks all the way from Cape May County up to Sussex County, everywhere else. We'll be back with you in early February to recap uh, the month of January. Hopefully, Dave Robinson and I will be happy because there will be snow. Maybe you will be happy because there will be no snow. We will see. But until then, everyone, take care, and we'll talk with you soon.